Welcome to the Bigger Pockets Money Podcast, Finance Friday Edition, where we interview Tiffany and talk about increasing your income and rental real estate. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Mindy Jensen, and with me as always is my disappointed Eagles fan co-host, Scott Trench. That's right, Mindy. The Eagles could not hold on to that Super Bowl win, huh? They couldn't. That was uh, that was a little sad, Scott. I'm very sorry for your loss. They couldn't hold on. All right, let's move on. <laughs> oh, is that a comment about that garbage holding call at the very end? of I the... didn't say anything. <laughs> Scott and I are here to make financial independence less scary, less just for somebody else. To introduce you to every money story, because we truly believe financial freedom is attainable for everyone, no matter when or where you're starting. That's right. Whether you want to retire early and travel the world, go on to make big time investments in assets like real estate, start your own business, or consider changing careers and marching on with your real estate portfolio with the next live-in flip, we'll help you reach your financial goals and get money out of the way so you can launch yourself towards your dreams. Scott, I am super excited to talk with Tiffany today. She has a great financial picture. She is younger than I thought she was when we first started talking to her. So that makes her financial picture even better. And she has no debt, which is, I think, her biggest strength, having absolutely no debt and pursuing financial independence from a position of financial strength. Before we bring her in, we have a new segment called Money Moment, where we share a money hack, tip, or trick to help you on your financial journey. Today's Money Moment is, do you need a vacation? Consider a cruise. Unlike air travel, cruises actually decrease in price the closer to the launch date, which makes them great for last-minute travel. Cruises also include meals and entertainment, which makes it easier to stay on budget. You know what the entire cost is going to be up front. Do you have a tip for us? Email us at moneymoment at biggerpockets.com. And as a reminder, we're always looking for guests to come on the show to share their money story or be coached on one of these Finance Friday episodes. So if you're interested, please apply at biggerpockets.com slash guest or for the Finance Fridays, biggerpockets.com slash finance review. All right. Before we bring in Tiffany, let's take a quick break. Interest rates are sky high in 2023, and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an 8, 9, or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with rent to retirement? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, they've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high cash flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to financial guidance, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. 
When Mindy and I want to upgrade our wallets, we turn to NerdWallet. Scott's right. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, Mindy and I were paying for vacations in cash, missing out on miles, and not even knowing what we're leaving on the table. But now we're flying through the skies for free, thanks to our new cards with more miles and upgrades than ever. So if you want more travel rewards, hotel upgrades, or airport lounge access, no matter where you go next, let NerdWallet help you make it happen with a killer travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval, and terms of each credit card issuer apply. Today, we're speaking with Tiffany. She is debt-free, and she owns a house that she's currently house hacking and plans to turn into a rental when she has enough saved up for her next down payment. She'd like to be financially independent and has a great start by tracking her expenses and investing for her future. Tiffany, welcome to the Bigger Pockets Money podcast. Hi, Scott. Hi, Mindy. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you today. So let's run through your numbers really quickly. We have a monthly income of $2,424 with additional income of $1,000 a month for the house hack and music royalties that vary so far this month is $115. So woohoo! Expenses, we have $1,200 for a mortgage, $125 for an HOA, $180 for utilities, $205 for gasoline, $200 for groceries, $30 for restaurants. You have NA for household, so I'm going to want to talk to you about that. $10 for subscriptions, $10 for a gym, $50 for clothing, $50 for charity, no car payment, hooray, but you set aside $50 every month for maintenance for the car just in case, which is a fantastic idea. $50 for gifts, nothing for entertainment. So we're going to talk about that too. And you set aside $50 a month for travel. That looks like a fairly good set of uh, expenses. I have miscellaneous expenses for self-education, $50, internet, $50, cell phone plan, $35, savings, you contribute $50 a month, and your Roth IRA contributions are $100 a month. So since you included those in your expenses, I included them when I added this all up, which gives me $2,300 approximately. So on a salary of $2,400, it leaves $111. Now that's not taking into account the $1,000 a month for the house hack. So you're still spending less than you earn, which is a key point. But that salary is not doing you any favors. So guess what we're going to talk about later? Investments. I have nothing in a 401k. So uh, that, should, that should indicate to you that we're going to talk about that too. $10,000 in a Roth IRA. That is fantastic. Good for you. Uh, cash savings, another $10,000. That's amazing. $3,000 in an emergency fund on top of cash savings. So that's great and $135 in an HSA balance. This is a great picture. Tiffany, how old are you? I'm 23. 23? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, that's this is a fabulous picture for a 23-year-old. This is really awesome. What do you do for a living? Yes, yeah, so I am a social media specialist. That's the title for a college. Social media. Okay, I know social media pays more than than what you're making, but you're at a college, which can be less upfront salary and more benefits on the back end. But I know that there aren't a lot of benefits on the back end with your specific position. So I hopped on over to Glassdoor 
and I peeked at what social media managers are making right now. You have five years of experience. I'm showing a median salary for social media managers at $51,000 a year. So my first comment is, uh, have you thought of starting your own social media business? This is something that can be done out of your house. You can test the waters and discover that you make oodles and oodles of money and then you can leave your job. Or you can discover that it's not something you want to do and you want to just go and get your own job. Your your, your take-home pay is 2400 $2, a month, right? Correct. Um, what is your pre-tax salary? So pre-tax, it's about $41,000 a year. Okay. Yeah. I, I would tend to agree with everything Mindy just said. I just wanted to double check that because, yeah, I, I think that there's a uh, there's at least a $10,000 spread between this opportunity and, and the market for for a role of your type. Is there a particular reason you're at this job or would be uh, hesitant to look for a new a new role? I am not hesitant. I actually went to this college right after high school. Um, and I think a, a good quality I have, but could also be faulty is I'm very loyal. <laughs> so, and also this college did change my life. So I, and then also I'm getting to learn a lot of skills there. I learned not only social media, but sales and marketing there. Um, so I, I see it as a great opportunity just to deploy, deploy those skills, learn while I'm there. So that's the only reason why I'm there, because I'm a, I'm a loyal little little girl. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And you have paid them tuition, presumably. And now you're donating $10,000 a year in services to the, the college. <laughs> uh, well, when you put it that, like that. Right? So you're, that's, that's, yeah, you, you've done a very good job being, being very loyal there. And I, and I also don't think you have any, uh, you owe anything here, given the, the contributions you've made with that. I don't know. What, what, do, you, do you like that way to, to phrase it or, or put it? I like that. Okay, so you have learned a lot from your job and created a great first job for your resume by having five years of experience. That shows that you are loyal, which is a great characteristic to have employers want to see. Uh, job hopping isn't such a big issue anymore, but hey, there's this girl who has five years at the same company. That's awesome. Uh, and now we're going to look out for what's best for Tiffany. So Tiffany needs to make more money. Have you considered striking out on your own? opening up your own shop and working nights and weekends for somebody else? No, um, but something that does um, intrigue me is content creation, like these online content creators, just because they do, when they do come out with like their own product or their own service and they sell it to their audience, they're generating this extra amount of money. So yes, that's a great opportunity, but then also adding value to an audience and having your own audience, that intrigues me a lot. Okay, so I've got your first homework assignment. <laughs> Let's take your five years of social media experience and start building the Tiffany brand. So come up with a name, get all the social media handles for that name, and start providing value. Content creation is all about giving with no expectation of return. So it isn't, hi, my name's Tiffany. You should <laughs> sign up for my email list. It's, hi, my name's Tiffany. Here's some information. The end. Hi, my name's Tiffany. Here's some information. Information, information. And then after a while, by the way, if you want more, here's here's sign up for my email list. It's giving with no expectation of return gives you so much more back. Um, and let's hop on over to Fiverr and see what people are looking for with regards to social media help. Sometimes it's a one-off job. Sometimes people are looking to uh, test you out in order to hire you for 
a, a permanent long-term position. Um, see if you like working with other people. See if you like running your own shop. I see posts all the time in the FinCon community, in the local Facebook communities for real estate, where people are looking for part-time social media help. And you can make a lot of money in social media just by doing small, like maybe Scott needs somebody to run his social media for five posts a week or six hours a week or whatever it is. You decide what your time is worth and you decide what a post is worth, what a campaign is worth and pitch that um, and start start with one client and see if you like working with them. Start, I mean, I, I think there's so much opportunity for social media managers going forward. That's awesome. I, I would also start with, you know, um, well, a couple of, in addition to the great points Mindy made, I would say, dust off the resume and kind of go out there and maybe maybe stick it out and apply for a couple of jobs and see see what comes back. You may find that you can get into that 50, 50 $51,000, $55,000 range. That's an incremental seven or eight grand a year after taxes that you're going to be able to start saving. And they may come with much better benefits than your current um, job, like a 401k match and those types of things. So that could be a $15,000, $20,000 annual boost to your wealth accumulation by just shopping around and, and doing the old-fashioned changing and changing jobs. In pre- preparation for that, I would you know look back over the last five years and say, okay, especially recently, what have I done that has won at at the company? Like, have I have I pr- been able to produce um, posts that have gotten more engagement? Um, have certain trend lines moved in the right direction? What are what are some things that the next hiring manager is going to care about that I can do and you know, can I, do I have some idea? Can I look at this, the company I'm applying to, and say, "Oh, there's some obvious things here. What have you tried this? Have you thought about this? I would love to start with in the first three, two, one to three months. I would go with this, 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 and this, and this experiment, and I can run them all myself because I'm skilled at image creation, at writing the copy, at posting, at tracking, the reporting, all that kind of stuff. So, just kind of getting ready there. That might be a ten or fifteen thousand dollar endeavor, and that does not preclude you from also doing the the great suggestions Mindy had there and potentially also having a side hustle or two where you're 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 running social for um a couple other folks and, and building up a personal a personal business uh in the social media space. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's a great suggestion too, Scott. Yeah, do both. And now you're making three hundred thousand dollars a year and you can't stop buying real estate. <laughs> that might take a while. But yes. <laughs> Okay, so fine. She's not going to make $300,000 this year. Let's talk about your real estate plans. How many properties do you eventually want to own? Great question. So prior to learning about bigger pockets, I thought I wanted to own like 300, 400 units. But now I'm learning about that small and mighty investor. Um, So 10, 20. And when did you buy your current house? Uh, August of 2021. Okay, so you are well past the one year where you have to own or occupy it per the uh, rules of your loan. So you could technically move out if you found a new property. Yep. Did you buy with a conventional loan or with an FHA loan? Conventional. Ooh, so you could use an FHA loan for the next one. Lots of options. Just so you know, FHA loans are assumable. So that's something, but you have to live in it. So something to think about in the area where you live, it there's a lot of people moving in and out. It's a more, I don't want to say transient area. It's a more fluid population than most. Uh-huh. So 
there could be the opportunity to assume an FHA loan that still has the lower down payment, or or I'm sorry, the lower interest rate like you had. You would have to bring cash to closing to cover the difference. Okay. I think you might be able to get a loan for the difference, but that would be in a second position and it's a lot of monkey business. Let's just say you'll have to bring cash to closing for the difference. So if you find a house that's for sale for 300000 but they only have 200000 on the mortgage, you're bringing 100000 to closing. So you're assuming a great loan, but then you have to, you have to uh, bring the difference in cash. Um, it's, it's something to put in your back pocket and think about. Fred her. Uh, but you have $10,000 saved up for another potential house hack. Would you house hack the second one? Yes, I would house hack it. And you did bring up the FHA loan. An option that I'm thinking about is the FHA 203K product. Um, it's like a flip with training wheels. Of course, I'd live in it for one year, but I'm thinking of using the FHA 203K living in a year and then burying it, using the burr strategy with it. I'm curious what's your thoughts on that. If you had experience with it, heard of people doing that. And Tiffany, you're in the um, Colorado front range area with relatively more affordable, not quite as expensive as like Denver, Boulder, uh, one of those areas, right? Is that correct? Correct. And where I'm looking to do it is in Pueblo because their cost of entry is lower. Okay. Awesome. So you're thinking about investing in now, your current house hack, what happens when you move out? What's, what's what, what are the financials? So it brings in $1,000 each month um, from my other my tenant who lives here. When I move out, I'd rent out the master for 1000 or 1000 and more. I'll keep it furnished just in case I want to turn into a short-term or mid-term. Okay, and great. And and so you, you, you'd think there will be rent for 2000 And what's your payment on this place? It is just over 1100 Awesome. So eleven hundred for the payment, and then you have um, any other expenses associated with it? Yes, I do keep reserves for capex um, and repairs, vacancy. The percentage is low just because I still live here, but I'll increase that percentage when I, I move out. Okay. And so, what do you estimate the cash flow would be fully burdened after you have an allegation for capex, vacancy, maintenance, repairs, and um, perhaps property management? I'd say conservatively two, three hundred dollars. Awesome. And how much did you put into it on our down payment? I put in 3%. So that would be, I think I put in 9000 Awesome. So this this is a great, you 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 really did a good job with this. This is a, a solid single double house hack. It's not going to make you rich overnight, but it is the it is a great start for someone in your position with this. And you really ran your numbers, I think, in my opinion, fairly reasonably here with allocations for CapEx and all those kinds of things. And you will have a re- very reasonable shot at a cash flowing rental after making those allocations for for reserves there. So not you know uh, I I think that's fantastic, and and walk me through what what a deal would look like in Pueblo where you where you'd move to. Yes, absolutely. So um, why first of all why did I pick Pueblo? So I don't know. UC Health came out with an article saying that they're going to invest about like fifty two some huge amount of millions of dollars into a current hospital there into building it out and also investing in the nurses education-wise. So I do see an opportunity there for those homes to grow in value as they're building out and extending those hospitals. The homes I'm looking at are definitely need a rehab in horrible condition. And those are about 
140, 130. Um, and I'm looking at homes that have sold like in December, November, um, past couple of months, and those have sold for 240, 260. I'm not a pro at analyzing, but if I'm just looking at it from a dummy perspective, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. So you're thinking, I want to do a live-in flip next in Pueblo. And I'm starting to get a pretty good idea of what the the, the comps are for, for those types of projects. Okay. Um, and I love the fact that you're analyzing sold deals, not active listings and those types of things. When, when they go about the market, that's a big mistake a lot, of, a lot of folks make is they look at something that, you know, um, I guess you have to pull the sold ones to look at the comp for ARV. <laughs> yeah. But um, lo- love the analysis there. And, and yeah, so um, how can we help you with in kind of thinking through the the next phase of your investment journey here yes absolutely so with looking at the pueblo market i just thinking about the fha 203k loan what are like the stipulations there what can i cannot do of course i've been all over the bigger pockets forums just asking people have you ever like bird with the 203k loan can you refinance an fha loan just these general questions there first and foremost so the 203k loan you can't do any of the work yourself okay you would have to hire it out if you are a diy person like i am then the 203k loan really makes you mad if you are a hire it out person the 203k that stipulation is like no big deal um the fha lender is going to send people out to make sure that the work has been done before they release the check. Can you clarify what you mean by no work? You can't do any work. Mindy, can you not do any work that you use the 203k loan for? Or can you not do any work? I believe it's that you use the 203k funds for. So you could, you could, for example, paint and clean and install even car, even flooring and stuff with your own personal funds. And then use the 203k loan to fund plumbing or electrical work that you would never consider doing uh, on your own, for example, okay. um, or that would require a certain level of skill. So you're, you're, when is your timeline for this next purchase, Tiffany? So I'm thinking to do it to get pre-approved within this month, but then start looking and buy this year. And and how much do you expect to accumulate this year with your current job? Assuming we don't get to change jobs and we don't get a uh, side hustle going. How much? What? How much cash? You have ten thousand now for this purpose. How much would you have by by the time you purchase? I could save if I really put in the work, like an extra three or four. But then that comes into play. I it's I'm not the same poor, and I just can't increase my income anymore. So my 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 instinct here is you you've got a stable situation, uh-huh. but I think that you know trying to pull off a flip, even even a um a flip, um, in that lower priced market, for example would be a little risky given your current cash position. I'd, I'd love to see, you know, um, and how much would the down payment would be on this property? At least 3%, right? Yeah, 3.5. Okay, great. So on, on a $140,000 purchase, that that means you're going to bring at least kind of $4,500 to $5,000 probably to purchase the place. Um, plus, then you're going to have a big remodel, which you can finance here. And I like I like the instincts to go with the 203K loan where you can. There's research to figure out. But for a flip... I'd also really like to see a little bit more in the in the um, context of reserves. A rule of thumb might be ten or fifteen thousand for property one, and add another five or ten in reserves for property two before the expected repairs. That might be a little bit of a stretch. You might feel a little comfortable being a little bit more aggressive with that, 
um, uh, at, at this point in time and taking a little bit more risk. But that would be where I'd feel, com- I'd be very uncomfortable until I got there. I'm not saying don't do it before that. I just say be very uncomfortable if you don't have that level of cash reserves because um, you're going to flip a property and, and that's going to involve a lot of a lot of work and and, and supr- nasty surprises for sure. Um, but I think the instincts are great. What would it take to get you to 10, let, let's go, go from 10 to $25,000 in savings by the end of this year? Uh, it would probably take me staying in the same position I'm in probably a year and a half. So this year into next half to save um, an extra 10. Okay. And then we could change that overnight with a, a new job and then potentially accelerate that with a couple of, of side side gigs on this one. Is that right? Do the, does that seem realistic to you to get to twenty five thousand if you were to um, change jobs in April or May, and then also be be pursuing some of those side hustles? Yeah, that definitely seems uh, realistic. Awesome. That that would be my advice. Would be to attempt to just crush that, uh, crush the income side here. Keep doing what you're doing on the expending on the expense side. You've, you're very responsible with your spending. Your budget's really great, and you've got a a house hack going. So love that. Um, but I, I don't see any reason why by the end of this year you can be very close to that that position and and be in a reasonable position to take on your goal of that next uh, house hack. Okay, awesome. Or I guess live and flip to be more precise. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Saving for a down payment, a wedding, or just looking for extra money to invest? Monarch Money turns your budgeting woes into wins. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best budgeting app overall. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash pockets. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to manage your money like a pro. Add a partner or family member to your account for no extra cost, so combined finances become a breeze. Customize your budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions, and more. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash pockets. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash pockets for your extended 30-day free trial. What if I told you that I, Mindy Jensen, the queen of budgeting, the personal finance fanatic, 
sometimes forgot to cancel my subscriptions. I know it's horrible. $10 here, $15 there. My useless subscription bills could have taken my whole family out to dinner multiple times. Rocket Money can make all that subscription sadness suddenly vanish. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. You can see all your subscriptions in one place and cancel money-sucking subscriptions with a tap. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash bpmoney. That's rocketmoney.com slash bpmoney. rocketmoney.com slash bpmoney. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Tiffany, I understand that you're also looking into another uh, level of higher education. Could you walk us through what's going on there? Yeah, absolutely. So currently I have my associates. I paid for it all with cash, didn't take out any loans. So with just where we are with YouTube, these books, different courses, people are coming out with certifications coming out too. I'm wondering if it's something still worth pursuing just because of the high cost. I did listen to y'all's episode with a gentleman who had made his own database where you plug in the college and the major that you're looking to go into. And of course, there was a, a higher um, return on investment with um, the major that I'm looking at and the college that I'm looking at. So I'm looking at what to do there. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. I think that, uh, I think this is a little bit of a twist in that uh, some, of the, some of the salary ranges that uh, I think Mindy looked up before the episode for a social media manager with five years of experience may apply to someone with a bachelor's degree, uh, a, co- a college degree. Um, I'm not sure if that's the case, but that would be homework for you to kind of research and say, hmm, what's the deal there? And then when we think about ROI of college, um, for you, um, as someone who's already got an associate's degree, you'd have to compare what is the ROI of the degree I'd go into versus the salary I could make in this social media role right now. Um, and th- there may be a spread with some degrees at some colleges, and there may not be uh, in some other and in, in some other colleges and professions. So I think that's the right way to think about it. Um, the biggest conclusions we got from uh, Mr. Preston Cooper. Uh, Preston Cooper joined us on episode 251 of the Bigger Pockets of Money podcast, and he did exhaustive research both on uh, undergrad degrees and then came back and joined us again to talk about graduate degrees. 
and uh, discuss the the ROI on a college degree. And in many cases, it's not worth it. And in many cases, it is worth it. It just depends on what you're studying. So if you're studying business administration, yes, it can be worth it. What do you want to do with business administration that you can't do now? Um, and by business administration, are you talking about an MBA or are you just talking about a an undergrad four-year degree for business management? Undergrad. Okay. So you already have five years of work experience. And I think that kind of makes up for the fact that you don't have a four-year degree. I think, especially in social media management, what you've done is a more important than your college degree to a lot of companies. Um, it's same with computer programming. They just care that you can do the work, not that you sat in a classroom. So if you enjoy your classes, if you have plans for using your business degree after you graduate, then maybe it's worth continuing to pursue it. If you don't really have any plans and you're just going to college because you want a four-year degree, I would look into why you want a four-year degree and what you think you can do with that degree once you graduate because yeah. it is expensive. And if you don't have like rock solid plans, I wasted my college years. It was, I have, I have degrees to put on my resume, but they're kind of silly and I never used them. So for me, if I would have been thinking ahead if I would have been 23 and asking intelligent questions instead of doing stupid things um, I would have I would have had a much more successful life so I'm very uh, impressed that you're asking these questions I think it's something that you're going to need to dive into yourself and and think you know what am I going to do with this degree once I get it yeah I, I I would have a hard time believing I I would be willing to bet and you should go and confirm this but I'd bet that if you went out and market yourself you could get very close to 50 thousand plus job as a social media uh, manager in your local market or in a remote job, um, uh, especially if you kind of worked on that that pitch and um, showed off your accomplishments and came with a plan and some ideas um, and, and had a high energy about it. I also think you could get some side, side gigs there. I, I think that the first job out of out after graduating with a business administration degree from an undergraduate program would likely be very comparable to that. So that would be something to research. Um, I could be very wrong on that, and so you you should do that, do that research on your own. Um, but I think that would be that would be my my instincts talking there. I I do want to commend you though on self funding your undergraduate degree, graduating debt for your 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 Bible college, your associate's degree here, uh, graduating debt free. And then being in a position to to explore this seriously, self funded as well, I presume. So you're you're really crushing it. You're you're pretty remarkable in the way that you've set yourself up here um, to be debt free at 23. And 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 aside from the house hack mortgage, and uh, I I really think you're you're set up for you're primed to get to get going here uh, on the wealth building journey. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, with college and like um, all of that, and just wanting to do it debt free. Dave Ramsey, of all people, he actually came out with a documentary called Borrowed Future. And I was still in my associate's degree when that came out. And I was watching the documentary and it was just showing how many people don't know what they're signing when they write, when they sign their signature on the dotted line with 
um, these loans if they can't afford it. So then they're chained to paying it back. And that really changed my mindset. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it debt free. If it comes to a place where I can't pay for it in cash, I can pause and I can and just keep working and pursuing these other side side hustles and things like that. So that that's where that mindset came from. Yeah, I, I think you're I think you're blowing it out of the water. You're gonna be you're you're in great shape. Um you look the, the the deal is income. That's gonna be very common for everyone who's twenty one to twenty five for the most part and getting started in their career and it's just making the most of that. That is a high stakes decision right now. Um uh, from a strategy perspective, because you've got to, you know, if, if you can get that, if you can negotiate those those raises and find positions right now, that will carry through for the next 10 years. And you don't want to be sitting in a place three years from now where you're making 44000 at the same company, because then it's going to be really hard to make the big, the next jump um, in there. It'll be much easier if you're able to, to kind of uh, maximize your income potential now. Um, and that, that will compound later. So mm-hmm. I think that's the big, the big strategy point. But there's really, but that's really the only major kind of area for improvement that I'm seeing right now in your financial position. You're really responsible for your, with your debt. That mentality and how you how you funded your your college, um, and 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 learning from that, that that having that concept top of mind. That was that's not common, and I think a lot of people don't think that through and graduate with a big problem. Like there's a lot of people out there making forty forty thousand dollars a year with um in, in a work, similar work to you after graduating with their undergrad, who are forty fifty six thousand dollars in student loan debt. So you've got a massive head start here. You've already got a property. Uh, you're thinking about the next thing. You've clearly invested in your education in financial literacy to a large extent, and and you're you're. You're on fire. This is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Everything that Scott said is true. Uh, you're doing fantastically. And the fact that you're even thinking about this at age 23 without all of these uh, investments that you have would be amazing. But the fact that you're debt free, you have a $10,000 Roth IRA balance, you have cash reserves saved up for your next down payment, you have emergency funds, you have, um, well, I said I was going to talk about the lack of a 401k. If you decide to look for new employment, I would I would weigh that heavily in the job search. Do they have a 401k? Do they have a match? Um, but you can make your own 401k too if you decide to strike out on your own. You can self-fund. If you have self-employment income, you can have a self-directed solo 401k, which also allows you to invest in real estate which is we should do a whole show, Scott, on the self-directed solo 401k and the self-directed IRA. Um, But you can contribute up to $54,000 a year to your 401k balance every year with partial of your contributions, your company's contributions. Um, So it's a once you start knocking it out of the park and making $300,000 a year as the Tiffany social media company, um, then you'll have to come in. We'll talk about that self-directed solo 401k. Sounds good. Absolutely. What is your, what is, how passionate are you about social media? And I ask this because you're, it sounds like you're going to college to get a different degree in business administration. Are you thinking about a career change at this point? No, I, so you said how passionate I am about social media. I love the idea of being able to, you know, own your, your own income, have that from online and, I I don't know if y'all are into the Super Bowl or anything. I'm not. But what caught my attention was these two. 
<laughs> oh man. But um I Logan, it was a bummer. <laughs> Logan Paul and KSI, they're online, they're YouTubers and they built a massive audience online and they struck struck on their own and built a hydration company like a drink and they had their own ad on the Super Bowl. So when I saw that, that just showed me the potential of what can happen with just adding so much value to your audience and then, you know, again, coming up with a product. So that's where the passion comes from, really. Um, with the business admin, I think those are just skills that can help me with real estate long term because I do want to, again, own property. I love the idea of short term rentals and even having a fund in the future when I'm no when I know what I'm doing and all, all of this. So just investing in those skills now. Okay, so 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 social media and marketing and and those types of things are really where you want to. Um kind of focus on over the next couple of years, but it's all in the context of moving towards a real estate portfolio that achieves financial independence at an early age. Is that is that a way, a way to summarize that? Well said. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Okay. So so in that case, yeah, I think I think that pursuing the, the maximum income in that space, becoming a master of your craft, I think that um, I, I would encourage you, if you were to go to undergraduate degree, go into marketing or consider marketing instead of business administration, if you do decide to go down that path and broaden that skill set, because if you know that, that that's the next logical progression in, in a career like that is yes, master social media, but then also master email marketing and then also master paid marketing and also master, um, you know, uh, analytics and those types of things. Those are all skills that would help round out that career that can't hurt from a social media perspective. But those would be areas I'd encourage you to study either at an undergraduate degree or go read Say I'm going to read 25 books this year, um, something ridiculous, something very intense like that, that will round out my skill set. Um, your future employer would respect that tremendously if you said, look, I don't have an undergrad degree in marketing, but I've been doing this for five years, and I read all of these books and implemented these practices and look at what's, look at the numbers move um, at my current gig with that. That would, be, that would be similarly impressive, I think, or maybe even more so than an undergrad degree in that. And, and and couple that with with the uh, the work you're doing in your side hustle in your real estate business, right? So there's always there's always um, room for more people to talk about the success that they're having in in real estate, um, uh, uh, and especially folks who are getting started in a very um, repeatable. Your your situation is wonderful in real estate investing because you're not doing. There's nothing. Um, unrepeatable about the situation that you've got it, right? I cash flowed my way through my associate's degree. I make 40 grand and I've bought a house hack and I'm going to do another flip using a 203k and FHA loan. That is something that's inspiring. You're you're like that's something that that folks, you know, should should look up to you for and attempt to repeat. Um a lot of folks out there and and you're doing it on on a low income and controlling your expenses and and hitting the fundamentals bit by bit making one move every year or two. So I, I think those are all good things to think about um, in building up your your social media personal presence. Uh, yeah, I would say, given this new information, I would lean towards not continuing with the business degree and instead going to YouTube University or even reaching out and uh, not reaching out, checking out masterclass.com. Um, you are learning from people who are a master of their craft. There's a lot of different classes on Masterclass that are great to learn from, and that's a lot less expensive than another two years at university. Yeah, this is great information. All right. Well, Tiffany, did you have any other questions for us before we let you go? 
Um, no, thank y'all so much. This has been great. I have lots to think about and thank y'all for the homework. I'm definitely going to do that. And uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Great. Well, I want to hear back from you in the next six months and hear what direction you went and get some updates from you. I think that you have a very bright future and I'm super excited for you. I agree. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, Tiffany, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Scott, that was a super fun episode with Tiffany. I love all the possibilities that she has before her. It is, she's in the beginning of the slog where she's now like, which one of these fantastic options do I choose? And I just have to wait until I become financially independent. But I think she has a lot of really great options in front of her. Yeah, I mean, her, and her her biggest strength is, you know, T- Tiffany has a remarkable backstory that got her to the situation and putting herself through college and 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 uh, getting into this position where she's debt free and has a house hack. So kudos to her. She's starting um, well into the race here for, to build wealth, as opposed to having to dig herself out of a hole with student loan debt or other types of things. So she's she's crushing it. Um, I think that uh, uh, she's going to have, a, a, like you said, a ton of really great options in front of her, and it's really about that she decides. And that she goes all in with that decision and optimizes for it, uh, which I'm sure she'll do. So I, I cannot wait. You know, there's no way in three years from now that Tiffany has not built a couple hundred thousand dollars in incremental net worth and um, not got that next investment unless she gets very, very unlucky um, or, uh, and something. So because she's her discipline, the formula is, is all there and it's only going to accelerate if she keeps making good decisions. I see big things on her horizon. And I really hope that she checks in with us again in about six months. In fact, I'm going to go put that on my calendar right now and preemptively check in with her in about five and a half just to see what she's done, because I bet she'll have a great story in six months. One thing I do want to ask for help on maybe in in the Facebook group is, you know, we we talked about uh, how maybe you know we're, we're kind of skeptical about the benefits of college or had some 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 debate points on that i'd love to hear what other people think because i think that uh you know that that's unsettling to say no don't finish your degree or at least be really thoughtful before you make that decision um if it, it feels like that's the correct thing but i would love to get some pushback or feedback from um from some listeners and 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 tell me what you think um you can do that in the bigger pockets money facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash bp money yep that would be a great conversation. So I look forward to jumping into that Facebook thread and seeing what people are saying. I'll see you over there. All right, Scott, should we get out of here? Let's do it. That wraps up this episode of the Bigger Pockets Money podcast. He is Scott Trench and I am Mindy Jensen in honor of Girl Scout cookie selling season. Peace out, Girl Scout. Bigger Pockets Money was created by Mindy Jensen and Scott Trench. Produced by Kaylin Bennett. Editing by Exodus Media. Copywriting by Nate Weintraub. Lastly, a big thank you to the Bigger Pockets team for making this show possible. The market is changing, and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom, and the best investors know it's not about timing the market, it's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into real estate investing or take it to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals 
enter a few details about what and where you want to buy, and boom, instantly matched with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.